Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. But before I give you the title for today's topic, I want to correct something from yesterday's episode. So on yesterday, we were discussing well-fitted, and I, I shared phases of being fit as a yielding believer, right? And what I need to correct is I counted six incorrectly on yesterday, right? I don't know in my haste where I broke down these things, but as review and going over it, I recognized that there was only four phases, okay? Two of them are the same or they happen in conjunction, okay? And so I wanted to correct that. So it's four phases of being fit as a yielding believer, and those four phases are instruction or doctrine, reproof and conviction of sin, correction of error and discipline in obedience, and the fourth is training in righteousness. And as I said, we'll cover some of those going through the week, but I wanted to put that correction out there. For those of you that are faithful listeners, and maybe you're coming in for the first time and hearing this episode. So I wanted to make sure that as I got revelations on my error, that I clearly came back on the platform and corrected that, okay? So today's topic is spiritually profitable. And today's topic was chosen because I felt it was important before we go into the different phases that comes as the profitability, right? And, and, and that this is coming from our uh, scripture found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 of the Amplified that reads, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable for, and the four becomes into the four phases of being fit, right? And it's for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, which is defined as in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay? So today's topic is spiritually profitable because I thought it was important that we understood a little bit more about profit, profitable. What does that really mean, right? Because as we are going through as yielding believers each and every day, our daily lives yielding unto the guidance of God's word and the Holy Spirit, it is important for us to have and embrace a healthy understanding of profit from God's definition of it, right? Because if we only try to focus on the world's definition of profit and then somehow try to fit that into God's word, we're going to get distorted, right? We're going to find division because what we have to know is that what God wants and what the world desires are always going to be at odds with each other, However, God created everything that is in the world. So we, when we follow God's organizational chart, his way of approaching everything, everything that exists, we approach it from his standpoint, then we have the proper way of operating or using whatever that thing is, okay? So spiritually profitable. We all set out to be profitable in any endeavor that we take, right? Therefore, understanding or addressing our concept of profit is essential. 
As we embrace our daily business as ministries, we see profit as a divine result instead of a world concept of economic results, right? This doesn't mean that we don't achieve economic results, but it means it is not our priority. It is not what we're yielding. It's not what we as yielding believers seek after. As a yielding believer, we are called to seek that which is important to God. God's divine dividends or profits become what we focus on. And this occurs when we trust, obey, and do according to the parameters that God has given us for using and operating with the things that he has created in this world. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus speaks clearly to this focus of profit. He says, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. I read from the Amplified Version. So when we look at this in the context, Jesus is speaking, because prior to this and several uh, scriptures ahead of it, he's addressing their questions and concerns about their external human needs, such as what they need to eat, what they'll drink, what they'll wear. It didn't say this, but, you know, nowadays we've added our reputation, um, our economic reputation and success in the eyes of other people and so forth and so on. So he's addressing all of those external concerns that we as humans focus on. And he's telling them, in God's kingdom, you are to redirect your focus, redirect your aim and what you're striving for. You should be striving, first of all, for his kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, his way of approaching everything that he has created. And then all these other things, these external concerns that you have, will be taken together and given Beside, given to you, given besides to you. You don't have to seek after that. And God wants our hearts only focused on the things that matter to him. Now, sometimes some people can take this to the extreme. And please do not go off and say that I said that in business we are not to focus on profit because that is not what I said. What I am saying is that we cannot make that our purpose. We can't make having successful businesses, successful marriages, or successful children, or successful reputations and brands our aim. Our aim is are we following God's parameters? Are we following his precepts? Are we doing this thing that he has made clear to us to be doing? Because lots of times when you do what God has called you to do, in the moment you may not see, you may not see the final results because you're in the midst of the process. And if you only focus on the, the world's levels of results and profits, you will give up. You will lose courage and you will give in under the pressure because you won't go after that which God has called you to do. A perfectly good example of that is looking at the children of Israel when they were under Moses' realm and they came up to the land of Canaan and they sent the spies 
and they came back, and only two of those spies came and said, oh, surely we can take them, right? Everybody else said, oh, no, the giants are too big, and we can't take them. And because it was 10 to 2, the people chose to listen to the 10, and they didn't listen to the 2. And so over the next 38 years, they died in the wilderness because they were so focused on the external prophet that they did not focus in on the spiritual prophet, which is what Joshua and Caleb told them, that God is with us and surely we can take this land. It ain't nothing that we can't handle with God with us. We're doing what God has called us to do, right? We complete dependence on God. And if you go and read that, you'll see that they didn't get in. Only Joshua and Caleb went in under that generation, okay? So when we understand that spiritual profitable, spiritually profitable is our focus and our aim, we have to look at the understanding of profitable. And I talked a little bit about that yesterday, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper. So it says defining profitable as yielding, and it gives financial gain. When we're, it's saying yielding a financial gain, <clears throat> that's when speaking in the reference to business or activity. But what we're speaking spiritually, so it's yielding a spiritual gain, right? It's a spiritual benefit or spiritual usefulness. Profit, which is its root word, is defined as to obtain a financial advantage or benefit. Spiritually, it's to obtain a spiritual advantage or benefit, especially from an investment, right? It also has a wonderful definition that I was excited about. It said a financial gain, especially the difference between the amount earned and the amount spent in buying, operating, or producing something. So this right here that made me so excited is because when you define this spiritually and you understand that in the spiritual game, it's the difference between the amount earned. Well, we ain't earned nothing because we can't. We ain't fit. So the amount earned wasn't even paid by us. Do y'all get that? And then the amount spent right, in buying, operating, and producing something. So the amount spent still ain't something we spent the money on. All our job is is to make the right investment. We just have to make the right decision in where to invest, in which stock to invest in. So if we choose to invest in God's stock, in the spiritual way of approaching all things in our lives, then at that point we are going to yield a divine dividend. Right? A yielding believer is in need of nothing else. When God is giving you a divine dividend in all areas of your life, all these other things going to line up and add up anyway. So your focus should be, am I investing into the right things that God has called me to invest in? And for a yielding believer, our investment is studying and applying God's word, his wisdom. And then we will receive those dividends. You spend your time investing from the beginning and the end in all things that God has written. Now, we have to be clear, the Bible and the Word of God is not a textbook. It's not a textbook on having a successful, I mean, running a successful business or having a successful marriage or raising successful children or even building a successful image. It is, it is however, an authoritative measurement of parameters to which we function within. 
It is the first and last source or witness to any revelation or direction that we receive through prayer. It is the thing that we must measure everything up against. Whatever information you might get needs to be measured up against the Word of God. The Word of God will never contradict what God has revealed to you. You have to understand that this is about a personal relationship. One thing that he revealed for another person applies to their situations and circumstances, but what he reveals to you applies to you. That's why it says when you read the word, you get insight. Now, this does not mean it takes us completely off course to fulfill what we want. We have to understand and be allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in God's way because lots of times we can take the scripture out of context to apply to something that we have a desire of. But that's why back in uh, Colossians 3, 16 and 17, we're instructed to have the word at home in our hearts and our minds. If something is at home and it's your standard, you ain't going to get confused by something else outside of you. There will be a warning sign or something that will go off and warn you that this don't belong in what has taken home in my heart. So our instruction is not to wait to when we need the word. We are to be studying and applying the word even when we're not in the present need for it. So we get familiar with it. It becomes something we know. We then know when we're hearing false teaching or when we're recognizing that certain behaviors are taking us away from God's standards for our lives. We understand that this is affecting our profitable margin. We understand that these things are starting to impact the way that we think. And then we're able to get back on course a little bit sooner because we're listening to the Holy Spirit within us that's guiding us. So when we clearly understand profit from God's standpoint, we are free to function. We are free to function according to his guidance and his way, and he will never lead us wrong. If the word of God does not accomplish its purpose in transforming that yielding believer, then that yielding believer's choice to believe that the word of God is inspired by him has no impact on our circumstances. You have to do more than just believe it. You have to allow it to transform you in order for you to receive the dividends. The profit or impact is simple. It will make a yielding believer complete and thoroughly equipped to handle whatever situation or circumstance that arises. So I encourage you today, through today's wisdom, to go ahead and make a decision to not only know what it is, but apply it to your life. Begin to live by it in everything. Don't go and take the world's ideas and then come back to the scripture to see where it fits. No, go to the scriptures first. Get clear about what God is saying. And as you work around and go and move and learn different things and new skill sets, you know what works for you according to the word because the word is familiar to you and you won't be deterred or taken off course. So thank you so much for joining us here on Wisdom Inspired today. Come back tomorrow. Meet us back on the line at the same time. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC co-working community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.